Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of them. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the Spirit. Again, Jesus is being used as a model for us. Since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose. Uh, so we need to have the mindset of Jesus, who suffered in the flesh. We need to be willing to suffer in the flesh, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. You know, if you are willing to do God's will, even if it means suffering, then you're willing to put forth the effort it takes to overcome sin. You know, it's much more likely that the person who exposes himself to suffering will seek to do the will of God in every other circumstance. We need to have that willingness to do the right thing, no matter what it costs us, no matter how hard it is, how much suffering there is, or whatever. So as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God. You know, there is a total contrast between the lust of men and the will of God. What men desire and what God's will is are totally polar opposites. There's no middle course. We have two different directions pressuring us. Two different standards. Is it going to be for us the lust of men or the will of God? And he says, the time already passed is sufficient for you to have carried out the desire of the Gentiles. You know, it's been long enough, which is highly understated. It's an irony in that. You know, enough indeed. You've wasted a bunch of your life in those things. You know, you can't subtract from the time you spent in pursuing those lusts of the Gentiles, but you sure can you know, not add any more, waste any of the rest of your life in those things. Um, notice he talks about the desire of the Gentiles. Do we assume all these that Peter's writing to are Jews? I think not necessarily. I think the Bible uses Gentiles, and the New Testament uses Gentiles in the sense of non-Christians. Since we're the new people of God, we're the new Israel, and whoever isn't one of us is a Gentile. Even the Jews would be Gentiles in that sense. Uh, so I think he's using Gentiles for non-Christians. So it's been, you had plenty of time living for the world, living not the extraterrestrial life. Um, and he, he, you know, so that we don't miss it, he tells us what all that means. Um, he says, having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousings, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. Uh, that doesn't sound very good. No, that's the way it was for them. He really divides it into three areas. Sensuality and lusts. You know, all the gamut of sexual sins. And for our generation, wow. I mean, pornography, 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 and all that goes with that. 
as well as all kinds of extramarital, you know, engagements. Though that we spent enough time with that, we need to say that's uh, that's in it. That's a closed chapter in my life. I am not going back there. Period. Uh, He talks about drunkenness, carousing, and drinking parties. You know, what good is there in consuming alcohol? What value does that have? It's hard to come up with that, isn't it? You know, put you out of your misery. You know, I mean, if you have nothing to live for, just stay drunk. I mean, you know, there's nothing worthwhile to say about those things. And, 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 you know, this passage is saying that a Christian's behavior when it comes to alcoholic beverages is not the world's behavior. We don't do it like the world does in that. You know, what does the world do? How do they use alcohol? Celebration. Celebrate. Escape. Escape. What else? Lower inhibitions. Lower You have more fun, less stress, less tension, giving more courage, you know, whatever. You know, the world uses alcohol to make you less sober. The world does not use alcohol to, um, to hydrate yourself. Right? That's just not the norm. You know, I suppose there's a few people who really have a taste for beer and when they get thirsty, that's what they want. But that is not the way that's normally looked at or presented. You know, we do have soft drinks. We have all kinds of drinks. You know, it's not really an issue with, man, there's nothing else to drink. Uh, so we can't be like that. We don't have that same standard, that same approach. You know, and I understand that biblically, we can't make the argument uh, that the ingestion of any amount of alcohol is automatically sinful. Paul told Timothy to drink a little wine for his stomach's sake and his infirmities. There are times when there may be some drugs and alcohol in our medications, and as long as we take them in moderation under doctor's orders and so forth, it's okay. But... When we view alcohol the way the world views alcohol, we're wrong. That's the way they live. That's the way we were supposed to stop living. It's time's already sufficient for you to pursue that. Don't don't live like that anymore. So, I mean, I think you can you can ask the question: Why is it beer, wine, you know, some mixed drink? Why that as opposed to a Coke or juice or whatever? And be honest. It's not the same. Can you go out with those people and say, I think it'll be a Coke for me tonight. That's just cool? No, it's not the same. It's not going to make you feel the same way. It's not going to be accepted the same way. It's a different thing. You know, this is, this is alcoholic consumption with the mindset of the world. And that's wrong. And so Christians are on the wrong side of that increasingly. We are increasingly wanting to compromise with the world and think it's okay to drink. Look at it this way. You know, I I do this pretty often. I'm sure I've probably done it here. 
But I think it's valuable. I mean, I have never, ever tasted alcohol. I mean, there may be a medication or something. I don't know if I ever had NyQuil or, you know, vanilla and something or whatever. But I have never tasted a beer. I've never tasted wine. Period. Never. Isn't it nice for me to be able to say that? I've never been tempted. I've no temptation. Stuff stinks. Why would you want to drink it? And I mean, since I've never felt it, I've never tasted it, it has no appeal to me. None. I don't know if I'd ever try, started it, if I'd become an alcoholic and that'd been a real problem to me or not, but it sure hasn't been a problem because I've never tried it. You know, what's the bad in that? What is there that's negative for me about that? What am I missing out on that's really important? I don't think anything. I think it's been a blessing to me. And I think, you know, if we could say from here on out, you know, I never tasted it again. Wouldn't that be a blessing? So he's really trying to get them as strangers, as extraterrestrials. You don't live like they do in the sensual lusts, and you don't live like they do in the drunkenness and carousings and uh, drinking parties. All three of those terms refer to drinking and the accessories. And we don't even understand exactly what drinking parties means. It's just a word that says drinkings, whatever that is. You know, but whatever it is, it's involved with abusing alcohol like the world does, and we don't do it like that. And then abominable idolatries, which is also worldly and wrong. You know, God never wants idolatry. Now look at verse 4. In all this, they're surprised that you don't run with them in the same excessive dissipation, and they malign you. To be a Christian will be to follow a lifestyle that will meet with cultural disapproval. You know, they don't understand why you don't run into the same, you know, plunge into the cesspool of wickedness that they do. You know, it's strange to them. Why don't you guys don't have any fun? Man, your, your church won't let you do that? You know, wow, I'd change churches if I were you. You know, they are surprised. It's like, you're crazy. Where, what planet did you come from? Well, not this one, you know. And they malign you. They speak evil against you. You know, they'll talk bad about you. Now, here's my question. Are they, do they? Are they surprised at you? Do they malign you? And if they're not surprised at you and they're not speaking against you, is it because you compromise? Because you fit in? You figured out, well, I want to look like I belong to this planet. Uh, and, 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 and we shouldn't worry about that because they're going to give account. One day the tables will be turned and those who are tormenting us now will have to give an account of their, uh, you know, their actions before God. And, uh, so don't, don't let it get to you that they're teasing you and taunting you and rejecting you and saying mean stuff about you and all that. It doesn't matter. You know, we're going somewhere they're not going. And it's going to be way, way better. So, but, but that's the thing. When we live a consistent, holy, righteous life, we're going to get rejection. We can count on it. So then he says, For the gospel has for this purpose been preached even to those who are dead, that though they are judged in the flesh as men, they may live in the spirit according to the will of God. Uh, so even 
you know, the gospel is preached to those who passed on for the purpose of them living for the Lord. Uh, and, and, I mean, you think about these who have already gone before us, those who have turned to the Lord and been forgiven. What a blessing they have. You know, when you live right and you may be rejected by men, but you will live in an eternity with the Lord. So think about the eternal consequences when they're talking bad about you and talking down about you and rejecting you and shocked. Oh, I couldn't believe you wouldn't do that. You know, just think about where this is headed. They're going to be judged. We're going to be blessed. You know, we've, we've had the gospel preached to us so that we can live uh, forever according to the will of God. Thoughts and comments on that one? Are we assuming that they died because of persecution? Or Either way, it doesn't matter. really matter, I don't think. But it's just saying that they are the ones who are really experiencing the blessing of having chosen to serve the Lord. When it says they were judged in the flesh as men, that means judged by the Gentiles. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. They, were, they had their judgment then... These Gentiles are going to have their judgment at the end. In verse 5, yes. who are the living and the dead? Are they people who are alive and people who are dead in a physical, fleshly sense? Or is it those who are like alive to God and dead to... Or is it those who are alive when he comes back and those who will be raised because they were dead? Okay. Yeah, That's probably what I would say. Okay. But I don't know for sure. When he comes back, he'll judge the living and he'll judge the dead. But for those who are still alive and those who've already passed on, who will be raised. From what I've experienced, it seems like a lot of people just, it's, they almost, they almost like realize that what they're doing is probably not good for them, but they want somebody to do it with because it makes them feel better. Yes. Doesn't and make so, them feel so guilty. Right, so I feel like that's kind of like why they're speaking evil of you. It's like jealousy almost. That like, how is this person able to avoid this and like is standing up on their own? Proves they could <laughs> if they wanted to. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. <coughs> All right, well, we can stop here and uh, pick up next week.